Good to see each of you here tonight. I believe Brother Robin and Sister Sandra made a quick trip somewhere today, didn't you? <laughs> I was talking with someone today that said that they and or someone had invited them, and this guy's name, he fixes banana pudding. Huh? Yeah. Brother Johnny said Billy invited him. said, who is Billy? Then it dawned on me he was talking about Brother Bill. That's <laughs> Anyhow. So we're going to have banana pudding. Yeah, that's, what, that's, what brother, that's what Brother Johnny was saying. Uh, open your Bibles, if you will, to 2 Timothy 1 and 12. And he is excited about hearing Brother Gary preaching uh, one service and Brother Glenn preaching the, uh, uh, the next. He said they grew up, grew up in the church here and everything, and so that's a pretty neat deal. And, uh, he's looking forward to that. Second uh, Timothy 1 and 12, and 1 John chapter 5, verses 9 through 12. What I'd like for you to consider for a little while tonight is life in the sun. That's not S-U-N, S-O-N, life in the sun. Let's read 2 Timothy 1 and 12. This is one of the first scriptures that I memorized in my uh, life. When we were having our brotherhood meeting, we took on a different scripture every week, learning different scriptures. And uh, Verse 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Then 1 John chapter 3, chapter 5, I'm sorry, verses 9 through 12. 1 John chapter 5, verses 9 through 12. The light's bright. Thank you. <laughs> if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believed not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal, hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Pretty clear, isn't it? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you once again for the privilege that we have to assemble here together in this capacity. I thank you for those that are willing and able to come out to your services tonight. I pray your richest blessings in their lives. 
But also pray for others that would desire to be here, is not able to be here because of sickness or other reasons that may hinder them. And I pray, Father, that you might heal the bodies of those that are sick and afflicted. And that you might help those that have a desire to be in your house to find a positive way to, way to come and to be here. We thank you for this privilege. I thank you for the opportunity that you've given to me to be a part of this church and her ministry. I pray that you might bless her in her search for a pastor and that you might reveal to them purposely the man that you desire to have here in this place. We thank you for their willingness to work and the labor and to look and search and seek your guidance in everything that they do. We pray now that you might bless this time that we have together that everything said and done might be to magnify your son, Jesus Christ. And all these things we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Y'all ever listen to Bill Gaither? Yeah. Yeah, we do too. He confidently expresses the basis of our Christian hope in one of the songs that we sing. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. Because Christ lives, we can be sure of so many certainties which change our lives on a daily basis. It's wonderful what Christ does. And able to do in our life. I think Apostle Paul indicated the confidence in his God and his Savior and our God and our Savior. When he wrote, I know whom I have believed. And I'd like for us to examine one gift every Christian possesses as a result of this living Christ that I'd like to share with you about tonight. It describes... Perfectly, I think, the epistle in 1 John. If you've never read 1 John, it would be great, uh, great reading. It's a great book. And, uh, but the key word in this brief document is the word know. And you'll hear it mentioned some 25 times, just the word know, in uh, five chapters of 1 John chapter uh, uh, 1 through uh, 5. God gave us eternal life, and this life is in, his, is in his Son. And he emphasizes that over and over and over again in these five chapters of First uh, John. I want you to notice that God gives life. God gives life. And life is in the Son. It's not God's will for anyone to perish, folks. I, I, I think it's very clear that he, we see this in Second Peter chapter uh, three verse nine. That it is not within God's will. It's not God's will for anybody to uh, to perish, but all that might come to uh, uh, come to life, come to life through Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. He would each person to live with uh, Christ, and we will find fulfillment 
in Jesus, who said in John chapter 11, verse 25 and 20, uh, 26. I, I always get amused when I read this because Martha and Mary was one of some of his closest, uh, closest friends and disciples of the, uh, of the Lord. And him speaking to Martha in this particular verses of scripture in John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, Yet shall he live. And whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this, Martha? I can kind of see him saying that. You've been with me throughout this ministry. Martha, do you believe this? And I guess the same thing could be asked of each and every one of us as well. These are the words. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am the resurrection. And the life. He that believeth in me. Though he were dead. Yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me. Shall never die. Believest thou this. The resurrection. Assures us. Of life. The resurrection assures us. Of life. And we see this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 55 and 57, Paul asked this question. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And what's so amazing in the latter part of that first Corinthians chapter 15, it teaches us that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Sometimes we forget that. That what you do for the cause of Christ is not in vain. God takes notice of you and your sacrifice and your willingness to give and to do for the cause of Christ. It does not go, but nobody ever says anything. They don't have to. God knows, folks, and our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Jesus' death and resurrection have changed the face of death. Death does not need to be the grim reaper as we think about it anymore because there's something better, far better on the other side than what this world has to offer. God gives life and life is in the Son. But I want you to notice this. There's a new quality of life, a new quality in life in the Son. The life God gives in Jesus is more than living forever. He imparts a new quality in life. When he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. There's a new quality that we have through Christ Jesus because of what he has done in our life in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. The word eternal life return, refers to a life or a new creature. The very life of God that works within each and every one of us. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said this, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Isn't it amazing 
that God makes so many great promises uh, to us. And, you know, maybe it says the same thing. Believest thou this, that when we have the life where there's a different quality and a better quality of life? Listen, folks. What my life was like before I was saved, I would not go back to that life for no amount of money. What I have in Christ, the new life I have in Christ, changed my life forever and ever and ever. And I would never, ever want to go back for any reason and no amount of money. I just wouldn't, folks. It's just there's nothing out there that would entice me to go back to that way of life once again. What I have is much better, much better. He said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. It is possible to be dead while alive for all that are without Jesus Christ. When you look in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1, that are dead in trespasses and sins. It is possible to be dead and yet alive without Christ Jesus as our Savior. Jesus promised us in John 5 and 24. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, this is powerful, hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. I don't know about you, but life in the sun is much more than just living. It's a life with quality that only Christ can give to each and every one of us. Do you have life? Life is in the sun. Received through faith. Remember in Hebrews said without faith, is it, it is impossible to please God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Life is received through faith. The gift of life comes to one who has the Son, and the Son must be received through faith in a living, resurrected Savior. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, listen to this. These things... Have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. The Son is gained through faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And John said that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Faith was the essential element to which Jesus was referring to. Four men, four men lowered the paralytic man through the roof. Y'all remember that story? In John, Mark chapter 2, verse 5, they couldn't get him in because the crowd was around listening to Jesus. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have crowds like that? But Jesus is not teaching right now. If he was teaching, we'd probably have crowds like that, wouldn't we? Yeah. But they wanted to get that man to where Jesus was at. We need to get people to where Jesus is at. 
We need to get people to where Jesus is being preached and where Jesus has been taught. And we need to teach Jesus wherever we might be also to a lost and dying world. Listen to what Jesus said to this man. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Sons, thy faith, thy sins be forgiven thee. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Who has that power? Who can do that? Only one person can do that, folks. We can forgive those that transgress against us, and we should do that. But only God, only God can forgive sin and forget it and wash it away. Nobody else can do that. Only God. And he said, thy sins be forgiven thee. We believe in education. We believe in democracy. We believe in ourselves. Why can't we believe that Jesus Christ has the best in our life for us? He wants nothing but the best for our life. Why can't we believe that? Why do we have such a hard time believing that Jesus just wants the best for our life? He does, folks. People are lost because of unbelief. That's the only reason that they're lost. If this uncommon life comes to those who believe in Jesus, those who refuse to believe then are lost. John three eighteen and 36. He who has not the Son of God has not life. That's what both of those scriptures are about. He that has not the Son of God has not life. You have life because you have the Son, and you have not life because you have not the Son. It's as simple as that. Can the good, good man be lost? Yes. Can the church-going person be lost? Yes. Can the lovable, generous neighbor next door who simply delayed her commitment to Christ, can she be lost? Yes. There's a lot of people, folks, that are lost in this world without Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that without Christ, that you are condemned already. Realizing life is only in the sun should motivate us. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying, snatch them in pity from sin and the grave. What does all that mean? That we have a responsibility to be a lighthouse to those around about us. We have a responsibility to let our light shine before a lost and dying world. Don't we? We do. And this church is a lighthouse to this community. That sign out there, that's the first time I paid any attention to it is a witness, isn't it? Life for keeps. We need to trust God's testimony. Remember how as a child you responded to a person that gave you a gift by saying, is this mine forever? I remember the first bicycle I ever got in my life. My sister 
gave it to me on Christmas. I'd never had a bicycle before, never had really a gift that had been given to me. But I wrecked it, and I wrecked it, and I wrecked it before I finally learned how to operate that thing. But it was mine. Life in the sun is a present and a permanent possession. Is a present and a permanent possession. God is a base, basis for your security and for my security in this life. A personal testimony about new life is great, but the testimony of God is greater. My testimony might be good, but God's testimony is so much better. He who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself in 1 John chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. The testimony of God is always greater. I'm glad that I have that testimony in here. I'm glad. He keeps us. Paul's confident word to Timothy included a testimony of God's keeping power in 2 Timothy 1 and 17. I know, I know, again, it's that word again, know. I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Listen, folks. I know you've heard it a thousand times. But what we have in Christ Jesus, we cannot lose. And there's no power, no authority on this earth that can take from you what God has given you. It is a present and a permanent possession. And it is free, no charge, forever and ever and ever. You see, that's not my guarantee. That's God's guarantee. That's God's testimony to every one of God's children. We belong to Him, and we ought to thank God and praise Him every day that we are His children. And one day, one day, He'll come back and take us out of this old world. Then he keeps us. I know whom I have believed. The word keep means guard and include the image of a garrison of heavenly troops protecting this individual. I, I remember, I, I'm reminded when I think about that of Elijah. When they were surrounded by the enemy and his servant said, Elijah, where's our help? Elijah said, open his eyes, Father. Open his eyes, God. And when he opened the servant's eyes, all he could see was angels of God surrounded the enemy of God's people. Isn't that true, though, folks? Even today, we have angels of God protecting us everywhere that we go. My wife swears right up and down that there's one in the car all the time. There has to be to keep me alive. God is able to keep us and present us one day at the throne of glory.
because he was able to defeat death. I know he is adequate for everything in this life, past and present. He's able to keep us, folks. And when it comes time for death, he'll take us home. No fear of that. Oh, I guess there's always fear of those things that's unknown. But you see, what we have in Jesus is not unknown. He reveals to us all the glories in heaven. And he reveals to us there's something better for God's people on the other side. And I was talking with Brother Johnny today. And yes, it's hard now. And there's a lot of difficulties in our life. Different things that's going on in our life. Different things that's going on in the family's life. Something better. God is still in control. God is still in charge of everything. Isn't it exciting to know that we have a God that really, really cares about us? that genuinely is thinking of our best interest every day of our life because he loves us. Oh, we love our children. We love our grandchildren. But we could never love them not like, not like God loves us. So tonight as we stand and we prepare this song of invitation, I think maybe we just need to take a moment just to thank God for all the things we enjoy because of his wonderful presence in our life. And he is in our life when we're saved. We can feel the power and the presence of God's Holy Spirit that lives within. Even when we're not doing something exactly the way God wants us to do it, we still feel the convicting power of God's Holy Spirit in our life. You ever notice that? He does. That's wrong. Don't do that. Have you ever felt that? Yeah. But I think he also reveals to us when we're doing what is right in God's sight. And we're making the sacrifices and the commitments that he wants us to make. It's what this church is doing now. You're making the commitments and the sacrifice that, that is needed to reach out to a lost and dying world. But not only that, Try to find a man that God has for you with. Thank you for that commitment. What are we saying?